Welcome to Market Chat, bringing clarity to the clutter in government marketing, where we talk about hot topics, best practices, and we bring exciting guests with innovative ideas around government marketing. I'm Luann Brosman. I am your host today, and I'm joined with my co-host, Steve Watkins, who is our Chief Content Officer for Government Marketing University. How are you today, Steve? Great. Hey, Luann. Good to be here. I am so excited about today's topic because I would almost say every government marketer and somewhere in their marketing and their messaging today need to touch on health IT. Yeah. And it, this has been one of the topics that um, our student base has really been asking us to talk about. So, yay. Yeah. You know, we're going to cover that today. We've got two very exciting guests. Uh, those of you that are listening today, what you're going to walk away with is really good knowledge around what is health IT? What does it mean to government? Uh, what are the agencies that focus on health IT? And if they do focus on health IT, what areas are they working on towards? So for example, what constituent benefits um, are these government agencies bringing to them with their health IT solutions that the industry is providing? So that's what we're going to cover today, which will also involve really drilling down into the thought leadership areas, uh, the laws like MGT that are out now, how marketers can message to that. We're going to have a great segment this morning, really del uh, delving deeper into a lot of the idiosyncrasies of health IT. And then we're going to wrap it up today with how do you really market? How do you make sure that your company is a thought leader? How do you make sure that your PR efforts are really working correctly from a brand awareness, but also making sure at the same time, which we talk about all the time at Government Marketing University, is it's very important to have brand awareness, but at the same time, you also need to make sure that you're driving leads. So we're going to do a little deeper dive on that in our last session today. So what I'd like to do now is actually introduce our two panelists today. We are thrilled with the guests that we have in the audience today for them to listen to. We've got Amy Caro. She's the partner at Deepwater Point, and you will find out from what she's going to share with us today, Steve. She is full of health IT fodder. When we had the prep call with her, I was just dancing for joy because it's so hard to find, Amy, somebody like yourself that can really talk in a way that government marketing community can understand and to delve down what some people may look at as a very complex area within government. You really have that way of really sharing your knowledge. So welcome to Market Chat. Thank you. I'm so, I'm so glad to be here. We also have with us today somebody who I've known for a long time. Um, she's very well known in our market today, Julie Murphy. Julie is a partner um, and senior vice president at Sage Communications. And when it comes to making sure that um, her customers are companies marketing to the U.S. public sector and commercial as well, but when they need to really make sure that they're getting their messaging out there, um, there's nobody better out there than Julie for that. So we're excited, Julie, to have you with us today. Thanks so much for having me. I'm really excited. There's so many marketing opportunities for health IT, so it's great to be here. Yay, sure is. All right, so Steve, you and I are back together again. You know, this is our 10th episode wow. <laughs> um, of Market Chat. So we are so thrilled with our ongoing partnership that we have with Federal News Radio. Yeah. And, you know, you're going to find us as we start really delving into um, some of these thought leadership categories, such as health IT. And as we know, there's so many other great topics to talk about. So as we're really leading into the rest of 2018 and 2019, we're going to find on Market Chat that we're really delving into these really important areas that our government customers are facing today with the solutions that they need and really hope to bring a lot of great insight to our marketers. So I'm going to uh, pass the baton over to you so that you can start asking some great questions of Amy so that we all start getting educated on health IT. Yeah, great. Thanks, Luann. So, Amy, this is uh, really exciting. You know, I, when I was uh, editor of Federal Times uh, many years ago, I, health IT probably came up, I would say, I might be getting this a little bit wrong, but I would guess about 10 years ago, uh, it really started to to come on the scene in a, in, in a pretty big way, and it hasn't led up since. Um, and I remember at that time, there was a lot of effort going on uh, at the Veterans Affairs Administration or department um, trying to get their electronic health records uh, in order and modernized. Uh, DO, DO, the Defense Department was doing something similar. Uh, they were trying to join a lot of their efforts. Um, and then, of course, uh, Health and Human Services uh, also was trying to do uh, a lot in terms of come up with innovative uh, practices and models for for uh, reforming healthcare, uh, given the, uh, the 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 high rates of increase we were seeing in the in the cost. So um, 
I guess I'll start off with the the broader question since uh, health IT to me has always seemed like a this big sprawling kind of uh, category uh, in the in the federal IT marketplace. Uh, how would you define it? Uh, I, you know, some people come at it looking at it as as a as big data or as uh, artificial intelligence or electronic health records. How would you? Uh, what's your take on it? So that's a great question, and it means a lot of things, I think, to a lot of people. But I, I would just characterize it as health IT is anything using technology as a means to improve availability of health information to make better decisions. So whether that is around quality, decreasing medical errors, uh, decreasing healthcare costs. So however you get the information through a network, through big data or whatever, I classify as health IT. Great, great. And so uh, so companies that you know like to think of themselves as being in the health IT space, um, we're speaking just federal at the moment, but um, so so are there categories that they would fit into based on that definition? Uh, or you know, some of them might be experts at digitizing uh, paper processes or what have you. So how how might comp- how might companies in the marketplace kind of view themselves and how they fit into that? So I would say that uh, I would say health agencies go along sort of a continuum, all right? If you think of healthcare on a continuum, you start with health sciences. So that is really National Institutes of Health, FDA, more the research, I would say life sciences, more the research agencies. And you see a lot of, you know, that's around the pharmaceuticals, that's around the cancer treatments, any other types of disease treatments, uh, so that's one area. Another area is public health. So really looking at uh, Centers for Disease Control, some aspects of Food and Drug Administration. You know, they really are looking at influenza, looking at how to deal with pandemic and chronic diseases, you know, the drugs associated with that. That's more about keeping the population healthy. Uh, the third area I would consider is payers. So basically, like in, in in your health insurance, you have your Blue Cross Blue Shields or whatever payers. Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services is the world's largest payer from a, from a, a beneficiary perspective. You know, I didn't realize the world's largest payer are yes. federal government. That's yes. a cool stat. To, to hold on to. Mm-hmm. So marketers need to pay attention to that, right? Yes. And so, you know, and now the VA has gotten into the payer business with their community care and what they're doing with veterans. So, but some also consider Social Security Administration as a payer and payer of benefits. And so that can be considered that. And then last but not least, your healthcare providers. So basically VA Military Health, now known as Defense Health Affairs, uh, really are the care providers uh, for uh, veterans and for military members and their families. Great, great. That's, I mean, that really helps kind of break it down into all the components, and and that's uh, very helpful, I think, for a lot of the companies that are trying to figure out, okay, I've I've got this service or solution, how do I fit fit into this? So. Uh, it, it really doesn't matter kind of what their what their capability is or their solution. There's there's almost certainly a fit for them somewhere in the health IT continuum. Absolutely. You have what I would say your your standard types of things that are needed, infrastructure, now cloud. So anything that is helping to deal with cloud, the movement of data in and out of the cloud, data analytics. Uh, really taking all of that data and making it information is really, really key. And, of course, electronic health records, any type of reporting associated with that, any type of visualization of data I think is critically important. And really looking at cyber and the protection of health information is really key, and that is needed across all the different agencies. You know, you've mentioned um, quite a few of the agencies as we're talking through um, 
where marketers need to focus. Mm-hmm. And a, a term came to me, I think one of the things that we can help with is really bridging the gap between IT and healthcare. And one of the things I want our listeners to know that for all of these programs that we do on Federal News Radio and the Market Chat program, we provide like a top 10 list that they can come and download the top 10 points taken from today. Mm-hmm. But I would like to take this a little further if you're willing to work with us, Amy, um, as one of our ambassadors for GMarkU, but really takes what you've just said, but really putting that into marketing lingo, right? So that we can give the marketers a, a tool of all the different ways that agencies are using solutions to help the different, it would be at the vets, be it the payers for billing people, um, social security, as you mentioned, I didn't really think about that as healthcare, but when you think about it, it is. Mm-hmm. So I think there's another document coming out of here, an ebook on healthcare that mm-hmm. will be authored by Amy. Yeah, or an um, infographic. Or an infographic <laughs> as well. I think I think it's it's really cool. And I, I do want us to get more into, which we'll do in a few minutes, Steve, around the thought leadership areas, because one of the things we talk about so much, and I know Julie, when we talk with her in the later in the program, thought leadership marketing has been around for a long time and it is still valuable. Some people say the term thought leadership is overused. I argue with that. I think it's tweaked a little bit. Um, you don't know necessarily so much want a person to be a thought leader. There are times, but your product and your solutions can be thought leaders. And we're going to have some really good information coming out of that. But where I'd like to really drill in is because, Amy, government marketers, the whole wave of agency-based marketing mm-hmm. used to be here years ago. Now it's back. But I think it's back bigger now and it's back better because the tools today that allow marketers to reach agency-specific uh, departments and organizations are now there that we didn't have 10-plus years ago. One of those would be geo-targeting, right? Being able to go in and say, I want to market and within a block or two-block radius of Washington, D.C., where the VA is located. And whenever somebody in the VA is going through the Internet and maybe they've been shopping for something on Amazon, it's now popping up. Right? We want to be that pop-up. We want our marketers to have their company popping up on these smart devices and these computers. So that's geo-targeting from an agency-based perspective. So I want to do a little bit deeper dive on um, who you think these agencies are. So if you were to say who are the big three federal agencies that have a focus on healthcare? That do healthcare, not a focus. Mm-hmm. Yes. They are health IT. Who are they? So your largest one is actually Veterans Affairs from a budget perspective. It is the largest civilian agency uh, with regards to healthcare. Second is the Department of Health and Human Services. And they have so many different what they call optives. Um, you have Centers for Disease Control, you have FDA, you have National Institutes of Health. So those are all components of HHS. And I want to back up. You said optives. That's a new word for me. Yes. Yeah, so basically divisions, mm-hmm. um, agencies within the department. But does the agency consider them optives? Yes. Marketers pay attention to that. Yes. You want to you impress your sales team? You're going after the optives, yes, right? correct. Because if that's what government is talking, then we can't use our own lingo. We have to use what government is doing. So. Mm-hmm. I like that. Okay. And then the third is Defense Health Affairs, uh, Defense Health Agency. And so that is the military health portion of DOD, which is off doing the electronic health record genesis. And they're a relatively new agency. I mean, they they are the recent creation of all the armed services health directorates, correct? Correct. And so there is this transition going on. So it had been... uh, each of the agencies, each of the services had done things differently in terms of uh, doing healthcare in an Air Force facility versus an Army facility versus a Navy facility. So now there is standardization across the board, and that really drives efficiencies. And for marketers, that's that's a big, also a big efficiency because suddenly they only need to market to one agency instead of three, right? Right, and there's still some components like San Antonio is very big from an Air Force and from an Army perspective because of some of the facilities they have down there. But, yes, I think that the goal, and this is part of what has happened with Congress in in terms of the Defense Authorization Act, uh, and really driving that synergy and driving that standardization. I want to drill. We only have a couple minutes till our first break. So I want to drill a little deeper into DHA because – I'm hearing that on the street more, right? All of a sudden, they're doing a good job of branding. So whoever internally in government. So I think what I just heard you say, thanks to Steve driving that, is I think of DISA 
uh, driving IT for DOD. What you're saying is is DHA is driving health IT for all of DOD. Correct. There are some sub pockets that might be doing some things on their own. Mm -hmm. So marketers, I think what I'm hearing from that is if a marketer is marketing to DHA, they can talk Air Force, Army, Marines, Navy. Who else? There's a fifth. I'm missing one. Um, Solutions Mm -hmm. into that. I love that. Mm -hmm. I love that. I did not realize that. Yeah, and, and I would say they're driving more around standardization of things. So they're really standardizing on different tools, um, processes, et cetera. So they're really trying to whether when the next war happens, it may be in the Pacific. So how are you going to drive care on an aircraft carrier versus care on land versus care for a submarine? Repeatable processes. Exactly. exactly. And that goes back to something I know you had said um, when we were prepping for today's program is around the life cycle of healthcare, which I want us to get back to, but mm-hmm. we have to take a break. Uh, so sorry, we'll be back and we have lots more to talk about with with Amy and Steve Watkins. So this is Luann Brossman and you are listening to Market Chat, where we bring clarity to the clutter in government marketing, brought to you by Government Marketing University on Federal News Radio, 1500 AM. This is Luann Brossman, president and founder of Government Marketing University. To support next-generation government marketers, we continue to expand our offerings to include more training, networking events, and professional development programs. Go to gmarku.com, that's gmarku.com, and subscribe to our e-newsletter and see a calendar of all of our upcoming GMarku activities. Government Marketing University, bringing clarity to the clutter in government marketing. Welcome back to Market Chat, brought to you by Government Marketing University on Federal News Radio, 1500 AM. I am Luann Brossman. I'm the president and founder of Government Marketing University, and I'm joined today by my Market Chat sidekick, um, Steve Watkins, who is our chief content officer. And we are today talking about federal health IT market. And we have so much information that we've already learned uh, from Amy, who is with us today. Amy is a principal at Deepwater Point, and she has got... I won't list the number of years, but a lot of years that her resume is full of health IT knowledge. And we're also joined today by Julie Murphy with Sage Communications, and we'll be getting to Julie later in our program today. So, Amy, you I have so many notes on my paper here because this first segment, you you tweak so many interests in my brain around government marketing to the health IT space that one of them that I couldn't write down quick enough, but we were talking about um, the Defense Health Agency and how it's a fairly new agency, which I want to hear more about that. But you stated something and used the word genesis, which was a new term for me in this market. So can you kind of give us a little background of what you were meaning there? Sure. Uh, The genesis program is the new implementation for electronic health records for DOD, Ah, for military members and their families. And we hear a lot about electronic health care. So I think we will probably want to dig deeper, Steve, you know, yeah, into yeah. that because that is a area, a solution area that I think a lot of marketers can talk about. All right. Mm-hmm. And how long has the um, the Defense Health Agency been around? It's been around about four, a little over four years. And it was created through um, a Defense Authorization Act uh, by Congress. So hmm. this was a way to look at doing things more standardly, I think more efficiently and and giving the best care to whatever service member uh, needs it. So Congress looked and and recognized, obviously, there's a problem. Mm -hmm. And there was the need to share data Mm -hmm. to make it better for those that are requiring that. Absolutely. I love that. And I think for marketers, it's important to pay attention to what's going on with some bills in Congress because that does give leads to certain uh, agencies and departments as ways to uh, craft your message, and also identify ways to sell your solutions. Man, what a way to be relevant. Mm-hmm. Pay attention, and uh, you nailed it. You know, pay attention to not only what's going on in in the publications, you know, out there, but pay attention to what Congress is doing. And you would find out about Defense Authorization Act. And again, it's important for marketers to have that knowledge. Mm-hmm. And, and it's going to make them better marketers. And it's going to make them... Um, you know, grow in their careers, you know, by having that additional knowledge and, and being able to use those buzzwords. All right. So um, when we went to break, we were talking about agency-based marketing and you gave us really good insight into who the big players are out there. Uh, we learned some new terms. And now what I'd like to do is shift it just a little bit 
around agency-based marketing to persona marketing because it, utopia for a marketer if they're doing agency-based marketing and at the same time they're really zeroing in on a particular persona decision buyer maker uh, within an agency that will find something that a marketer is saying now we're talking a webinar title we're talking signage in a trade show booth we're talking the the holy grail of emails which we know are not open much in government anymore but a lot of our uh, former cios that are part of our ambassador program at gmarku they do say that they pay attention to subtitles and titles and subject lines and if they see something they may just open it so some of the buzzwords amy that you've shared with us today marketers i'd recommend that as long as your email on your topic is mapped to that don't try to you know be sneaky but use those in the subject line because that's going to help and also use those in your social media plays because that's where government is out doing research and the more we can get our name visible out there the better so let's talk a little bit about some of the um, the decision makers within health IT one particular that I am starting to hear more about are chief data officers yes what is that what do they do what is their charter so that's a great question uh, some of the departments don't have chief data officers um, some do I think it is. And do you think it's growing? Do you think more of them will start yes, to happen? Yes, I do think more of them will start to happen. I think it's very important. I'll use uh, CMS as an example that they have all different types of data. They have payer claims data. They have provider enrollment data. They have <laughs> uh, quality, hospital quality and physician quality data. So really Pulling that all together is what a chief data officer really uh, does and really figures out how to best utilize that data rather than having it in the stovepipes, looking at it across the board because you could potentially see trends that you couldn't see if you're just looking at one aspect of the data. Yeah, by, by integrating a lot of these different kind of views uh, mm -hmm. that, the, that the data present. Yeah, and then... Eventually, genomic data uh, down so the So tell road. us what that means. So your DNA, all right? Mm. If you go do 23andMe or whatever DNA tests, you find out some things about your genetic makeup, and that is going to become important. As an example, there are, I think it's about 125 drugs that are FDA-approved, but some of them, depending on your genetic makeup, may not do well with you. Okay, that you have a condition that if you took a certain drug, which would be standard protocol, you would have a bad reaction to it. So there, there's examples of that out there. So that's going to, I think, down the road, really be the next thing. As hmm. we, and we finally, you know, have dissected, thanks to Francis Collins and his team um, many years ago now, but dissected the human genome to really identify. And that's how these new immunotherapies and other ways, precision medicine, targeting uh, ways to battle cancer or other types of disease. Yeah, yeah. Let's let's go back to the electronic health records if we could, because, uh, you know, it's such a such a big uh, category within health IT. And, and I remember for years uh, dedicating so much of, of our coverage to it when I was uh, in the media, um, but the particularly on the DoD side and the VA, there's there's been you know this years long push to to get to this electronic health records uh, for uh, DoD patients, but then also as they retire, the the veterans as well. So um, perhaps you can give us a little bit of a you know where have we been, where are we heading with that, and um, the big program right now, Genesis. Um, you know, a lot of the, there's, there's already contracts in place, but I, I think a lot of our viewers would like to know, well, if they're not on those contracts, um, what are the opportunities that they have to get into this, uh, area? Mm -hmm. So, um, where DOD has been was home, well, I would say developed systems. So homegrown quote unquote, and have moved now to, Cerner EHR as the solution on the DOD side. Um, there was a rollout in the Pacific Northwest of four sites, and um, they have some lessons learned from that, and they'll be applying that to the VA. The VA has made the decision, um, and, and the new secretary, acting secretary, has signed it, Secretary Wilkie, 
uh, that they were going to adopt Cerner as well. So where they had been was Vista, again, um, homegrown, developed. Uh, The challenge, I believe, in the VA is you have many different instances of the Vista software. So there isn't that standardization. So they're going to have to move to standardization because that's where you can drive efficiencies. So now the DOD, when a service member goes over to the VA side, there should be a seamless transition of their health information over to the VA side. And now the VA is moving to, you can get um, some care outside of the VA system because of some of the challenges that have occurred and how they can send that information to that hospital and get that information back. But to your last point about how can companies who are not under contract still market to these agencies, there are going to be ongoing challenges, cyber, um, presentation of the data, maybe dashboards, um, reporting, uh, those kind of things that I think that both the VA and DOD are going to be looking at because technology is going to evolve. Right. And as you have more innovation, and if it it could be something that's been developed more in the commercial health side and is in different hospitals that maybe lays on top of a Cerner application that may be applicable, but but there are going to be opportunities because these are long implementations, 10-plus years. Wow, that's crazy. Uh, Yeah, yeah. And you you mentioned cyber quickly, but I think it's worth pausing because that's such a, a huge emphasis in in all of health IT mm-hmm. uh, not only uh, because of the you know the the kind of traditional cyber concerns that exist but also because of the you know the HIP requirements that that uh, you know there's always uh, extra layers of protection and, and risk management that are involved uh, we've actually seen hospitals I think hit with uh, ransomware before so yes didn't that yeah, just these... happen down in Atlanta right yeah there's been several several locations of where this has happened and then this ties into internet of things in terms of devices and making sure those devices cannot be uh, accessed by we call them bad actors and basically shut down a hospital because they can't get the access because they've been locked out so that, that's really that's important. Scary. That is very that's, scary. That hits home, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. Right. And and actually, from a fraud perspective, health data, once your health data is, um, I say, compromised, then uh, it's actually on the black market worth a lot of money. So to do, you know, so that bad actors are doing fraud with your health information and collecting, et cetera, et cetera. So uh, overall, it's, it is a, a big challenge, and so it's very important to make sure. And sometimes in the commercial sector, it's not cyber is not thought of as so important, where it is definitely in DOD and, of course, in the VA. So there's been extra challenges there because I think some of the EHR implementations haven't faced that. Yeah, and I think a lot of times we hear from marketers around cybersecurity as an example. <clears throat> oh, well, my company's not a cybersecurity company. Yes, you are, because it's a checkbox. And every single piece of hardware, software, services that government buys today has got to make sure that it's secure. Mm-hmm. So they need to talk about how their solution, should the government purchase it, um, has those security measures built in. So marketers always remember, um, unless you are a cybersecurity company, you are checking a box on your solution into government, and it's very important. Yeah, and, and I think this conversation segues very nicely into kind of our next question, which kind of brings up sometimes we call it the thought leadership uh, aspect of, of, of health IT and, and, and marketing to health IT. But that is, you know, some of these um, technology categories that uh, seem to be um, you know, getting a lot of attention or high profile and, and um, uh, in, in some cases getting higher priority uh, when it comes to budget decisions and that, and that sort of thing. Artificial intelligence, for instance, uh, machine learning, those seem to be getting an awful lot of attention uh, across government. But I imagine in the health IT world, this is, this is huge because of, as you mentioned, the Internet of Things uh, aspect of health where you've got wearable technologies that are um, producing all sorts of, of data that need to be collected and, and, and reviewed and analyzed. Uh, so 
Tell us about that. How does how does AI and, and machine learning fit into into the health IT uh, segment? So I think that it's starting more, I'll call it in the back office for right now, around purchasing mm-hmm. supplies, things of that nature, and driving efficiency. So instead of taking so many purchasing agents to buy all the supplies that you need in NIH as an example, maybe it can be done in a different way through artificial intelligence. What's the historic thing been and the whole machine learning? I think that's where it's starting. I think there's a sensitivity to um, try it first because uh, particularly when, when a doctor is making health decisions, now there could be ways to provide him a synthesis of information uh, but that there still is a human involved in terms of the actual decision on what type of treatment, et cetera. But it, think of AI as more of the whole cata- cataloging and categorizing of what has been done, maybe drawing some analysis and drawing some some um, uh, efficiencies and effectiveness and and helping make better outcomes across the board. I think that's important. I like that. Yeah, and another big area is IT modernization and and that kind of uh, goes side by side with with the the new MGT Act, the Modernizing Government Technology Act, mm-hmm. uh, where that's creating uh, kind of these uh, revolving funds to to uh, to fund specialized IT modernization uh, programs. Um, is is that fitting into health IT in any way? Are there are we seeing some of the uh, health agencies actually? Um, making a play for some of those uh, revolving fund, uh, revolving funds. Yes, I think that that continues to evolve. And so I think the first round of the MGT funds were non-health agencies. I think it was HUD, USDA, and uh, one other who got the first round of funding, uh, Energy. But uh, what they're trying to do, I think Energy's was around cloud, and certainly cloud is a big area from a modernization to get off of mainframes and go more into the cloud. But yes, I think there are systems out there that are still COBOL-based, believe it or not. And you can consider the whole EHR um, implementations as modernization. Um, The VA has their financial management business transformation, which is a modernization of their financial management system, which is very complex at the VA. So, yes, there are a lot of different opportunities that they will be focusing on and how to drive that um, efficiencies and move to more tech, more newer technology. You know, and this goes back to um, marketers staying educated. So make sure that you're reading about the MGT Act and ways that your product can help an agency perhaps receive that funding because they have to submit for it into a board. Mm -hmm. The board then meets and votes as to if that agency is going to receive those funds. But at the same time, that agency has to say, we will take these funds. However, they have to report back to this board on ROI Mm -hmm. and they have to repay not the money, but on the ROI on the savings. So marketers, as everything you market about Here's a one area that is even more important to talk ROI on your products and your solutions. So, okay, so much to talk about, so little time, and we do need to go to another break. So off we go. Um, We need to take a break. Uh, You're learning about health IT market today on Market Chat, brought to you by Government Marketing University, where we bring clarity to the clutter in government marketing. Brought to you by Government Marketing University on Federal News Radio, 1500 AM. This is Luann Brossman president and founder of Government Marketing University. To support next-generation government marketers, we continue to expand our offerings to include more training, networking events, and professional development programs. Go to gmarku.com, that's gmarku.com, and subscribe to our e-newsletter and see a calendar of all of our upcoming GMarku activities. Government Marketing University, bringing clarity to the clutter in government marketing. I'd like to welcome everybody back to Market Chat, brought to you by Government Marketing University on Federal News Radio, 1500 AM. This is Luann Brossman. I'm the founder and president of Government Marketing University. And today I'm joined with my co-host, 
Government Marketing University Chief Content Officer Steve Watkins. Steve, you still doing good? Yeah, yeah, enjoying We've the We've had show. some wow. great discussions today on, on health IT with Amy. Um, and now we're going to be talking with Julie, along with Amy as well. Amy's still in the studio also. And uh, we have with us today Julie Murphy. Julie is a government thought leader in public relations and social media. She's asked to speak at a lot of conferences, as is Amy as well. So uh, we have really strong guests in the studio today to really help our listeners that are working to market and sell to the federal health IT agencies. I don't want to leave off either state and local because there is a marriage, a very close tie. So um, everything we've talked about today very much is in line as well with what you need to know if you're doing state and local healthcare IT marketing. I also want to remind all of our listeners that we will be posting the top 10 takeaways from today, in addition to uh, some of the great content that we've been speaking about with Amy today and as well as Julie moving forward. It's really good information out there. Uh, for our marketers to make sure that they're doing the best job that they can with the information that they have available to them. So, Julie, thank you for coming today. Thanks again for having me. All right. So, you know, one of the areas that we talked a lot with, Steve, uh, with Amy today, and, and we could have talked for hours, is around thought leadership. And we touch on that all the time in pretty much every single market chat live, market chat rather. Uh, but today, what I want to do is I want to walk away first is what are the thought leadership areas that marketers can be talking healthcare about. And I'd like to kind of list them out. So I'm going to list out the ones that I think and then have you add any others that you might know of. So Amy did a great job of talking about artificial intelligence and the way that you can use the data for that. Not necessarily having computers today making decisions on the patient care, but absolutely working to get that information in the hands of, of the professionals that can make them healthy. IT modernization, a no-brainer. Mm-hmm. Agree? Yeah. Yes. Um, Internet of Things. Absolutely. Yes. Cybersecurity. Very and important. Critical. Critical. Life and death. I mean, we're really talking life and death here. I mean, literally, when you think about what our government is doing around this. Um, cloud computing. Yes. A lot of the imagery is being stored. All the data is being stored that's being collected. Okay. Analytics. Agree? Huge. Yeah, yeah. You know, a lot of this kind of plays into each other. So, for instance, Internet of Things and analytics and AI kind of all are 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 merged in, in to some degree where you've got, you know, AI that's taking a lot of this big data that's housed in the cloud and so forth. So, you know, Very they they all connect and uh, it, it, it's so important. So, you know, any company out there, I presume, you know, if, if, if their play, big play is in uh, data storage, uh, that's going to be big or in getting data uh, you know, to the cloud and back, you know, that's going to be really big. Uh, if they're in AI, uh, same thing, they're going to be really focused on, you know, all that data coming in from wearable technologies and, and uh, the, the data that's being generated by HHS and so forth, all these agencies we've talked about. Right. And you yeah. look at how much data is in the healthcare industry. It's got to be one of the most data-driven industries from all the insurers. Think about all the paperwork that doctor's offices have, um, all the research that's involved. And so being able to organize that data, find meaning in all of the data is really critical. And so there's a huge need for that in the market. And I think Absolutely. there are a lot of technologies that can help with that. All right. So that was Luann's list of thought leadership. What are some other ones? Um, I would add telemedicine to that list. So ah, that's we, a great we've, one. We've seen a huge increase in that. And in fact, the VA has really embraced it. There are quite a few veterans that are living in rural areas where maybe it takes an hour or more to get to the doctor's office. So um, just by way of equipment now, there's a lot of equipment out there. For example, these health carts that'll have cameras on some of these medical devices where you can see inside the ear or down the throat um, via video that's almost as good or maybe as good as if a doctor were there in person. And so- And um, what category? Telemedicine, we also hear telehealth. Are they one and the same? Are they a little different? What should marketers market to? I think there's some, I think telehealth and, and also mobile health, because sometimes these mm -hmm. like vans or carts will go into mobile areas where they can get their care. And Amy before was even mentioning um, something I hadn't thought about, which is just care on the submarines or the military when they're abroad. I would imagine a lot of the technologies for that could be very similar too. Right. So, right. and so many of this, so much of this is so new where I think a huge piece of technology in the healthcare market is so inspirational because many of these buyers or decision makers don't really know what exists. It's sort of unfolding in real time. And so um, marketers being able to sh really showcase to these buyers what 
um, what they're able to offer, what their technology can enable. Um, I think we're going to see a lot of it in the coming years. And I think that carries over into an educational marketing, right? Because they are still learning. So what better way as we think about bridging the gap between IT and health IT and federal to be able to have these um, industry partners educate government on what they know and vice versa, of course, but really educate uh, the government end user or decision makers or buyers on what their technology can do from an educational perspective to help them. Yeah. And to me, that's what thought leadership really is. You know, the sales process has changed so dramatically where so many people are reading about the information online, educating themselves. So the more that you can put it out there and educate your market, to me, that's what thought leadership really is. And obviously, this is... This is a, yeah, sure, Luann, but you're finding thought leadership marketing is important. Hugely important, especially in this marketplace. Yeah, it's very complex. What would you say of those thought leadership areas that we've mentioned, which topics are more important today? Um, We're seeing a lot around AI, I think, because people are so intrigued about what it can do. The new sexy term, everybody wants to be involved. Absolutely. And I think Amy is right that a lot of it's starting with efficiencies in the back room. I think in the future, if you're, if you're looking ahead, and a lot of companies like to paint that picture, it's how can the imagery be used still as a tool? I agree that it's not ever going to replace a doctor, but how can the imagery be, in AI be used as a tool to help with early diagnosis? You know, if they have a huge database full of a ton of mammograms and they're finding common patterns that could alert a physician, like this person has all the patterns or, um, you know, unique variations that might lead to a diagnosis down the road, that can be really helpful. And, yeah. and it's really the future of medicine. And as you said before, I think, you know, one thing to keep in mind is all these technologies that you just mentioned, AI, uh, IOT, telehealth, as you said, they're advancing so fast that there's there's really a huge imperative uh, on, on just education, you know, uh, educating the government buyer as to, you know, what does the commercial market have now and where's it, where's it going and what's emerging? So, right. You know, it's so, so critical. True. And a lot of it's coming from government, too. If you look yeah. at all the research being done at NIH and other places, you know, there are so many research organizations, universities, the hospitals. I mean, they're really all involved in this very complex industry. So when we think about thought leadership, the next step, of course, for a marketer um, is to get their company out there, right, and do case studies and solution briefs. So what are you finding today that you can um, educate our listeners on some of the key key criteria of putting together a credible story that they can then share with the government? Right. And so I think um, it's important to remember you're selling into a science-based industry, right? So I think credibility and leading with data is really important. So Know your audience. Um, know Message your audience. to your audience. Yeah, know them really well. And what's going to, especially the scientists, you know, they're going to really need the evidence. So one is um, obviously the best is always past performance, case studies, something that maybe you've done at CMS that can be translated to other health agencies. Um, Short of that, if you are sort of newer to the industry, then coming up with those hypothetical scenarios, you know, of how it can be used. And again, um, kind of going into that inspiration mode of building out those case studies of um, maybe some of the current challenges they're facing and how their technology could really make a difference. And, And to bring back something that Amy talked about with the Genesis program, that was a huge example where the government, uh, you know, DOD, which um, in this area has up until very recently has been kind of customizing all its own systems, is now going to commercial off the shelf. So it's, it's very, I, I guess it's more important now to have, if you, if you can, some commercial uh, successes pra- yeah. to, to brag about. Great so idea. Yes, that, absolutely. That really carries over. And I think that's true across all federal marketing, really. If you if you don't have a, a, a current case study, bring one in from commercial or bring in a state and local example and show it. Just find the closest example you have. And because there are so many stakeholders in this industry with the universities and the hospitals, maybe you've been um, working with pharmaceutical companies, there are a lot of different um, avenues to that you can really showcase examples that would be relevant. Yeah, all, great idea. And, you know, we're going to carry this a step further, Julie, because – how do we reach this market, right? I mean, the, the days of email is pretty much gone. And we hear that from every government person. They're very rarely either not getting through their spam filters or they just don't care. They can't read all those. So we we go to social media right. because that's the next path. How do you feel or what are you seeing in, in the world you're living in um, that this health IT audience and the social media patterns, and are they using social media? Is that a way that our marketers can reach them? 
Yes, absolutely. There's just been a huge increase in the last few years around business usage of social media and healthcare is really no different. In fact, if you just go on Twitter and put in hashtag health IT, um, that's a really good way to get a quick snapshot of all the different conversations that are going on. And it's everything from breaking news, like the opioid crisis and what the latest is on that. It could be medical breakthroughs or it could be um, more around, um, you know, the finances involved around healthcare, all sorts of things. And so you can find, it's a good way just to find um, what outlets, bloggers are out there talking about it, as well as who the real thought leaders are, you know, CIOs within some of these healthcare organizations. You know, I, I, absolutely. And and we talk a lot. I think we actually talked about this on our, our last market chat. Uh, as a marketer is starting to build out a marketing campaign and they're focused on agency-based marketing, which we've talked about already with Amy, take a look at where their CIO, deputy CIO, CTO, CISO, they're all out there talking. Find out where they're going. Number one, go and listen to them. That's pretty simple if you can. Of course, if it's within your, your job ability to go listen to them. But chances are they're also having their PAO office publicizing that they're out speaking. Um, you have an opportunity on your social media to do the old good old fashioned vanity social media, right? Retweeting what these CIOs and CISOs and CTOs are talking about. And what a great way that you can then join the conversation. And so what are you seeing on that landscape and, and any other suggestions that you have in addition to that? Yeah, I love doing the personal engagement with a lot of these influencers. You're right that their inboxes are totally overflowing. And so if you can take a look at a recent research paper they've written it or something else and provide commentary or retweet it and push it further, that definitely gets noticed and it sort of breaks through all the other um, clutter. Another thing that you can do in terms of building your own presence is just make sure you're not um, you don't have a marketing megaphone. You're not just pushing out information about all the features and details of your products. Like, really contribute to the conversations that are happening. You know, um, you know, cite interesting articles or recent studies that are really relevant to your decision makers. And, and that really, people like to buy from experts, and that can really help you build your credibility. Absolutely. And, you know, another thing that, that carries on to that whole topic of of what you're talking about and what I talked about with following the C-level people and the SESers in government. But I think also when you think about this information that's being put out in the public, marketers can use that, right? They can't say they wrote it, but if there's something out there, a quote from one of these health IT agencies or any agency, marketers can use that in their marketing. I was recently in a parking garage in D.C., and there were all these awesome quotes from very high-level former presidents and, and people in government from years ago. We're talking 100 years ago. All just right there, and they were awesome. And I thought, you know, we can use more of that. We can use quotes in our marketing. It's allowed. It's public. Yeah, absolutely. You can use quotes. You can use data as long as you're citing the source. And I think it's um, it's a great way to also show that you can connect the dots and sort of pull information from a lot of different sources to make it really meaningful. Right, right. And, and at the basis of all of that, Pay attention to your agency that you're trying to market to and market to their mission, right? How many times do we hear from CIOs that um, people come in and meet with them and they don't even know what their mission is? And marketers Mm -hmm. can lead that not only with their external communications into agencies, but um, internally as well. You know, educate your sales teams. That's an extra step that you can do. The more marketers, I always say uh, sales is my customer when I'm doing marketing, And the more that you can enable and empower your sales organization, I would say marketers that are listening to uh, the program today, they can take a lot of what they've learned and carry that over to their sales team. And it will make their sales team's job easier to understand this stuff. Now, of course, the salespeople know their customers. You know, we get that. But we surely can help them with other additional tidbits. And I encourage our marketers to do that because it's um, always good for government marketers to show their value, you know, into their sales teams, into their sales leadership. So I think that's a way to do that. All right. Again, we want this program to be six hours long because there's so much, <laughs> but we we do have to wrap up. Julie, thank you. There's a lot more coming from you, I know, in this space, um, as well as, you know, helping Government Marketing University, you and Amy both, with giving additional information to our listeners. But where I'd like to end with as we start wrapping up, Amy, I'm going to toss it back over to you. If you could share your closing remarks, um, you know, what are your final thoughts that you would like to leave our listeners from Market Chat with today? I would suggest uh, do your research, understand, as you said, the mission, but also how do they buy? It is changing. So it's not how it has been. It's evolving more towards different types of vehicles. And if it's uh, 
if you are a company that hasn't done business in the federal marketplace, it's it's not so overwhelming. So I think GSA is trying to help new companies come into the federal space. So I think it's just doing your research, figuring out where you can have relationships and or partnerships and go for it. Go for it. I love that. Go for it. That's great advice. And again, listeners will be publicizing that really great advice. Julie, final thoughts. Yes. Well, there's just so much opportunity out there. So um, I would say just make sure to, you're get, being seen and heard as often as you can, you know, really saturate the market and make sure that your message is right. Re- re- meet regularly with your sales team, Luann, like you mentioned before. Make sure that your messaging is syncing with your prospective customers and, and tweak when you need to. But it, there's huge opportunity in this marketplace. Absolutely. And it and it goes back to what we we talk about. You know, we, we bring educational help to our government marketers, bringing clarity to the clutter. And I think in this market of health IT, it might look like clutter, but there really is a lot of clarity. And both of you have brought that clarity today. So thank you so much for joining us on Market Chat today. So this is Luann Brosman, and we have to leave now, but we'll be back um, with future Market Chats. We've had today Amy Carroll. She is a principal with Deep Water Point, and she also is a thought leader in this space with uh, many years of helping government Um, for health IT. So thank you, Amy, for attending today and coming and being our guest. Thank you. And I also like to thank uh, Julie Murphy. Julie is uh, also another thought leader in the market today. And I think both of you really complimented what you brought um, to the table as we're thinking about bringing clarity to the clutter and government health IT. So Julie, thank you for attending. Thanks much. This was great. And Steve, as always, thanks for being my co-host. I'd like to thank our listeners today. You've been listening to Market Chat, brought to you by Government Marketing University on Federal News Radio, 1500 AM. This is Luann Brossman, president and founder of Government Marketing University. To support next generation government marketers, we continue to expand our offerings to include more training, networking events, and professional development programs. Go to gmarku.com, that's gmarku.com, and subscribe to our e-newsletter and see a calendar of all of our upcoming GMarku activities. Government Marketing University, bringing clarity to the clutter in government marketing.